0: Tour, 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 tour junkies. What's going on, golf addicts? DB and Pat here, the Tour Junkies, ready to break down the RBC Heritage 2022. From a DraftKings perspective, we're going to talk, you know, constructing lineups. We're going to talk about who we like in each range, who we don't like in each range. We're going to build a lineup at the end of the show, end of the podcast. going to be a good time. Ready to get into it, Pat. The Masters is over. We're here with the hangover. It was a great week. We had a lot of fun. We had listeners in the Nut Hut, listeners, people winning a bunch of money. Our boy Kobe, defense lawyer, won $185,000 on DraftKings. Holy smokes. Uh, Nut Hut member that just keeps on crushing there. The Nut Hut chat on Wednesday night was a top three chat in the history of Nut Hut chats. If you're not a part of that, I don't know what you're doing. It was a lot of fun. Scotty Scheffler's a worthy champion. I'm excited about him uh, and his future at Augusta as well. This seems like a great dude. And I got this great hat. I'm drinking uh, a beer left in my fridge by our Master's Week renters. Good. I'm drinking a beer in my fridge left by me. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I had a weird weekend. I had a weird end to Master's Week. And so I didn't really feel like getting into the liquor tonight. Maybe hear more on that story later at the end of this show. But uh, I'm excited about it, Pat. Let's get... Let's get into it. I mean, we I don't we don't need we don't need to you know hit the Masters too much, okay? We're just ready. I'm just ready to get into it. I want to talk about the RBC Heritage. Now, because of all the Masters Week festivities, I did not have time to put out the course breakdown show uh, that I've been doing the last few weeks since DB went full time. So I apologize. I apologize for that. I did do the first look show tonight or today, uh, in terms of the betting show. We'll have all the regular content out tomorrow. I'll do the head-to-head picks show. I might have a little bonus show for you. Pat's going to have the Fantasy Golf Sommelier this week, dishing out some prize picks talk. Uh, I'm excited about it. Listen, if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. And I have a question for the YouTube commenters. I, I'm doing a little market research here. I need to know your favorite golf brand or piece of apparel. When you think about golf brands, things you wear, things you, you know, gadgets you use, whatever it is, not clubs, but anything else, or, or clothes or, or you know apparel that you wear. What's your favorite brand? Put that in the YouTube comments. Tell me why. It's a little market research for us, and it also helps the algorithm. So comment, please. If you're watching live, hold your comments after the podcast is done, and it's out on YouTube. That would be helpful. And also, congratulations to Haven't Won Yet, who scored 427 points and won the Hut Listener League, Pat. So, so he's won. He's got to change his the whole, the whole thing up. He's now won, so he's got to change it up. He's a Nut Hut member. He's got his he's got his ticket punched to the live Nut Hut final for a chance to win a weekend trip to come play golf with me and Pat uh, in either Augusta or Savannah. That should be fun. We hosted the Prize Picks winners Steve and Dan uh, this past week at Augusta. It was a great time. Thanks to everybody who played along in that and Prize Picks for sure. But Pat, talk to us about uh, RBC Heritage, about Harbour Town. Of course, we're both very familiar with. We have played it a mm-hmm. couple times. We know the course well. What do we need to know from a DraftKings perspective here? Well,
1: this feels good to do this again. You know, I don't. I mean, you know, after you went full time DB, I I don't get to do it. So, um, yeah, Harbortown Golf Links, fantastic golf course in Sea Pines Plantation in Hilton Head. It is a par seventy-one, just over seventy-one hundred yards, Pete Dye design. We've got one hundred and thirty-six players in the field this week. T sixty-five and ties will make the cut. Bermuda grass, tea to green, as we typically see on a South Carolina course just like this. You've got very narrow fairways, tight tree-lined holes, small greens. Um, And, you know, despite it being a little bit shorter of a course, you really can't take, you can't really bomb yourself around this course. I mean... The lines that you see, the sight lines off the tee um, into these greens, it just doesn't really allow for you to just cut a lot of corners and do all that kind of stuff. I mean, you think, I mean, the very first hole, you think you you hit a pretty good drive, but you went a little bit left, but you're in the fairway, you're blocked out by a tree just yeah. overhanging on the left. So yeah. you really got to be accurate off the tee, and you've got to be you know hit the right spots off the tee as well. Um, so this is a very You know, this is a position golf course, whether it's off the tee and also onto these greens. Um, And if you do miss the greens, you got to scramble well and then you got to putt well on these Bermuda greens. So, um, you know, one of the things I think this week is important, uh, as we typically do see on a a coastal course, is we could get some wind and we could get some rain this time of year. We just saw this uh, last week at, at the Masters in Augusta. Um I do think we're going to get a, the chance of a little bit of rain and a weather wave potentially because of wind. Um so that's something you're going to want to get into the nut hut this week and you know get into the chat. We're going to you know we're going to be amongst everybody here and you know talking the weather and whatever else. So um I think that we could have a weather wave advantage this week as far as stats though for me I'm looking at you know definitely form course history here. I think it does take um a few years to get used to this course driving accuracy i'm looking at ball striking always see your great ball strikers win here i mean one of the best ball strikers who's won here twice satoshi was satoshi Kidaira. oh my bad and, and boo weekly boo weekly boo is a fantastic ball striker he won here twice so looking at that stroke gained approach and scrambling uh so there
0: you go db i'll give the people a little insight into my model right i had a lot of research time Ooh, today model yeah, it was a good day. I had a lot of research time. I did a model on Fantasy National. By the way, the show's presented to you by FantasyNational.com, where you need to go if you want to build models, um, if you want to look at models. And that, these are the kind of models you can look at and your wife can be looking at with you and she won't get mad, okay? You can build those kind of models. Ownership projections for DFS, betting tools, uh, head-to-head analysis for betting, everything you need, all the PGA Tour data you could imagine at FantasyNational.com, who we've been using for over four years now, a one-stop shop. It's literally the only tool that you need. That's it. So if you want to do all this stuff yourself, build the models yourself, look at all this stuff yourself, ownership protections yourself, and just listen to us for laughs, do it yourself at fantasynational.com. If you go to fantasynational.com slash TJ, tell them the tour junkie sent you. You get 20% off a weekly, monthly, or annual membership. And if you try it out and you like it and you want to upgrade it after that, you still get to keep 20% off. They're really good people over there. Very generous, very generous people over there.
2: So check it out. Thanks to fantasy national. Um, I'll tell you about my model, Pat. I did this. I did this. Um, I think stroke scan approach is
0: important on the PGA Tour, on handicapping golf, predicting golf, every single week, without fail. And it's probably the most important stat, every single week, without fail. This week, I think it's even more important. These are the toughest, some of the toughest greens in regulation to hit on the PGA Tour. They're some of the smallest greens to hit on the PGA Tour. Pete Dye is diabolical, you know, and Alice with her little one hole he let her do. And I think that whole sucks, Alice. I just want you to know. And um, so I just think the approach play is even more key. So I weighted it much heavier than I even I normally do. I also looked at opportunities gained, proprietary fantasy national stat. I looked at strokes gained, ball striking at Harbor Town. That's something I like to look at to kind of give me an indication of not necessarily course history from a finish position standpoint, but from a who tee to green, who off the tee and approach has done really well here. Let's leave the putting noise out of it. Let's see who does that well. Um, I did look at a little bit of strokes scan off the tee just to see, like, you know, just to see a little bit of that. Obviously, that leans a little heavier towards the bombers, but I weighted it low. I looked at strokes game putting long term on Bermuda, but I looked at strokes game putting just on any surface in the last twelve rounds. Who's hot with the putter and does it line up with being a good Bermuda putter? And then strokes gained around the green because you are destined to miss greens. Although I didn't weight it very much because I think. Uh, I mean, I weighted it, but not super heavy. Um, I would rather just get the super iron players, but that's kind of look at the model. I'm with you, man. This is a fun course. It is a tough course. It is not just about hitting the fairway. It is about being on the right side of the fairway. You can get boned real quick in the fairway because of Pete Dye and his tree branches and his curves and twists and turns and bulkheads and bunkers and water and all that mess. It's a pain in the butt golf course. I'll tell you that. If you're an amateur and you want to play golf at Hilton Head, here's the here's a tip for you pat this is free i bet pat you would agree with this right here here's a tip if you're an amateur and you want to spend a bunch of money to go play golf at harbor Town, don't <laughs> i would probably agree with that go like, across go across the little i don't know what the body yes. of water is called the harbor hey, hey,
1: right behind me right behind me there's a flag right here
0: go there yeah there it is go to go Any to point Hague, Hague Point. Point, go to Defusky Island. Isn't that what it is? Defusky? Yeah. De Island. Go to Defusky and play the courses at Defusky. Hague Point, there's another one over there. Freaking amazing. Okay. Amazing golf course. Cheaper than Harbortown, better than Harbortown. We played them all. Just saying. Just saying. All right. Pat, from a strategy standpoint, though, this is a stacked Harbortown field. We talked about it on the betting show. Mm-hmm. This is one of the hot, the most stacked in is that a word you just said? Yeah. I mean, I knew it wasn't, but I I've said it with conviction. It's the most stacked in you know, field at Harbortown I think we've seen in a minute. You got some mm-hmm. big names here, five of the top ten. Uh, this is, a you know, this is turning into a favorite stop of a lot of players on the PJ Tour. It is a place known typically for these guys to come and unwind after the Masters and bring the family and listen to Greg Russell under the big oak tree at Harbortown and sing some silly songs and have a few, you know, mixed drinks by the beach. Maybe I make the cut. Maybe I don't. It's kind of been one of those things over the years, but this is definitely turning into a pretty hot field. It's going to be tough to ignore some of the names up here, but we have seen, you know, other people do well here. Okay. Not so great guys do well here. And I I think there's a case that can obviously be made. There always is a case that can be made for playing studs and duds. And there are some weeks where I think you feel like in DraftKings, you have to play some of the big names up top, and then go down low into the 6K range and, and do your thing. But I, I, I think there's not every week where you feel like you can play a balanced lineup and just avoid those names at 10K or 97K and above that you feel like you can avoid those completely and just still, and still crush it in tournaments or GPPs on DraftKings. But I think this is a week that you can't. I think you can build a, a lineup, a bunch of lineups, fading that top tier as scary as it feels and there's guys up there i like but i think that's how deep this field is to me and it does really negate some of the strengths of some of the guys up top harbortown does
2: yeah i i i hear you there although i i do
1: tend to gravitate towards some of these guys at the top that are um not necessarily jt who's at the very top but you know, the lower end of that 10 K range, and then, then dropping down really to the lower end of the nine K range. Um, and I feel like that's going to give me my strategy, to be honest, is going to be a lower guy in the 10 K lower guy in the nine K and then filling it in there. So. Okay. You could call that more studs and duds, but I think it's sort of a hybrid a little bit of, of studs and duds and, and, and balanced.
2: Okay
0: um we do have we do have a corn fairy tour show coming out this week I, I notified the folks on the betting show that garrett simmons is back to break down the corn fairy tour veritex championship i believe it is from a betting and drafting or mainly betting perspective so you're going to want to check that wherever you listen to podcasts or here on the youtube channel and you know garrett's a guy he's a young guy he's single he lives on his own he you know he's a little scraggly looking and he probably has a, a roughed-up couch and probably some jacked-up furniture in his house somewhere. And he, he's going to need to use the promo code we're about to drop him from our new friends over at Burrow, who dropped some awesome couches and furniture for you, okay? They got the whole thing covered. They got two iconic modular seating systems and everything from coffee tables to credenzas. Burrow is a one-stop shop for outfitting your home in style. Coffee and side tables, they got the kettle collection made of stylish metal and marble. They have the Carta collection, which contains, it contains your clutter so that your space can look effortlessly tidy. Some of you guys need to clean up. You know, you know who you are. They, you got a TV, and you're like, I need to figure out what to do with my TV and what, what to put under it or what to put it on or what, how to organize my stuff, You know, my Xbox, my PlayStation, whatever that may be. Burrow offers three different media consoles to fit your TV, featuring customizable designs, adjustable height, interior shelves, and thoughtful touches like cord organizing holes at each corner. And you get free shipping on every order. Every order from Burrow, no matter how small or large, includes free shipping, which can save you an average of $100 on bigger items like a couch. Burrow wants you to love the sofa that you're on as much as you love the Tour Junkies show. Show them you're listening to the Tour Junkies podcast by shopping at burrow.com slash tourjunkies and get $75 off your first order. That's burrow.com, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash tourjunkies for $75 off. burrow.com slash junkies shout out burrow f your couch you know what i mean get a burrow couch all right pat okay top tier range nine cane above here let, let's do this just you know we don't have producer sam tonight that's why we're here on this uh this setup that we have i need to move I need so to move we don't this direction. we don't have producer sam but he he was so kind to drop in some graphics for us so look oh yeah yeah Woo. oh yeah we got justin thomas at 11-1 Cam Smith 108, DJ 105, 5, Morikawa, Cantley, Lowry, Connors, Berger, Fitzy, Sungjae, Spieth, who missed a cut at the Masters like a schmuck. Jo- joaquin joaquin Neiman at 9100, Russell Henley at 9K. Pat, we're gonna give you a few GPP plays or tournament plays that we like. I'm gonna give you a cash lock in every play, uh, in every range. I don't know if I don't know if Pat will, but um. I love a lot of names here, Pat. If you look at the top of the range, very top. I think Morikawa is probably going to be the chalk play at 10-2. And he is very tempting. Um, I liked him in the betting show at 14-1 to if you're going to take a, a shorter number from a betting standpoint. He was in the final group here last year with Stewart's thing. Should have won, didn't win. He kind of crapped the bed. Uh, I think Stewart had a big lead going into Sunday. But best iron player still you know that there is. So that's... Definitely good here, going back to the stroke scan approach numbers. Uh, but I do think he's going to be a pretty chalky play. I like JT, but JT doesn't feel like the closer that I want him to be right now. Like, at 11-1, he sets up well, but I, he's not closing. He's not putting four rounds together. He's having big numbers. He's having bad days, bad nines, whatever it is that's keeping him out of the top three and, like, in contention, really. And I don't know that I want to do that either. Um which is one reason why I like what, what I was talking about, like jumping down in the range and, and fading this 10K range altogether. If you want to eat some chalk, I think it's Colin Morikawa. If you don't, come join me below the 10K range. And there's going to be chalk here too, but a, a lineup where you build without the 10K range could be unique. Um, I love Shane Lowry. I love Matt Fitzpatrick. I love Corey Connors. I love jo- Joaquin Neiman. I love Russell Henley. Those are all names I love. And, and I don't know, you know, of those five guys, I would play the three, maybe the three or four, you know, three lowest known guys and pick them and let's go from there. But I don't think there's much that separates them. Obviously, Henley's a great value at 9,000. You save a lot of cash there. I think Neiman has a lot of potential at 9,100. So I'm leaning there. But like, there's a lot of names up here I love. The, the one to avoid for me is probably JT up top because, again, I just don't see him closing the door like he needs to at that price tag. Uh, for cash i think russell henley is as much a lock as there could possibly be uh, in terms of a lock it finished ninth here in 2021 the iron play has been incredible in great form had a gr- solid sunday at augusta just had a couple bad holes but made a ton of birdies so there you go let's just wait and see how the chalk plays out in this rain
1: yeah um well, I I there's two guys here above ten K that I I love this week. One of them you mentioned and that's that's Morikawa. I don't I don't care what the chalk looks like. I, I I still think this is a great course fit for him. I liked how he finished last week at, at Augusta National. Um obviously, you know, he's now number two in the world behind Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Um, so I like I like Morikawa there at ten two, but I really like DJ in DraftKings at ten five. I think DJ is going to be lower owned of this um, in this range. Um, you know, we haven't seen DJ necessarily come out and and win anything at all lately. Um, but if I can get a lower owned Dustin Johnson in a tournament like this that he's he's you know certainly done well at, um, you know he. He is a guy that dials it back on this course. He doesn't like try to bomb it bomb and gouge this course. He knows how to play this course. He grew up in South Carolina. Um, so for me, Dustin Johnson at ten five is a good play, especially if the ownership is low. I, I would wanna see where that is. Um, I wanna see if if um For some reason he's getting talked up more than I think he should.
0: I think he will get
1: talked up. He's got the record here. He's showing the form. He does, but he's the
0: and the form's a little better, but it's it's not like I still uh, think there's gonna be some value. Pretty good. I mean, ninth at the players, he he final four in the match play, twelfth at the Masters. Like I I think DJ's gonna be the second most popular play in the 10k range after Morikawa. I think it's gonna be Morikawa, DJ, and then I'm not sure. I think Cam Smith is probably next. I think Smith is probably next, and then Cantley, I feel like Cantley could be the one that gets overlooked because of the poor Masters finish, um, maybe the miscut last year, but and then like JT just because of the price. But I think it's gonna go more Morikawa DJ. I just I wonder if DJ is gonna be like.
1: I think there's like some weeks you get guys that are talked up a lot on shows like we do and whatever else. And you think they're chalky because you listen to the shows and you listen to write ups and whatever else. But then for some reason, people like get nervous and they back off, and then they end up being a little less owned than you think they are. Like, I wonder if the ownership projections are going to end up being wrong about DJ and he's he's lower owned than you know most people might think he is. I I don't know, but I I still like DJ regardless of of what we're going to project in ownership. And then you know, if I'm dropping down, there's two guys really here that I love. I love Sung J M, and I love Joaquin Neiman. Um, I think Neiman to me is the safer play than Sung J M. Yeah, and but if I get maybe a super low owned Sung J, I, I think I could be tempted when I'm doing my lineup to 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 click that button on Sung J. But but I, I do like Neiman a lot at 9100, and I think even if I were to look at doing lineups and put DJ and Mor- Morikawa in a lineup and then go Neiman, I I could still still maybe make a, a decent lineup there so um so i think i'll go neiman there at the bottom at 9100 but i am very tempted with um with uh with sung jay at 9300 definitely would not play sung jay in, in cash or anything like that um it's as far as a cash fit play for me
0: though it's shane lowry
1: it's yeah shane lowry. yeah so
0: um David Broughton asked in the chat, can we get away with stacking DJ and Kawa? I think you can. I I, um, I think I just said that. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can. It just, yeah, it depends on what you want to do. I mean, if you're doing a bunch of lineups, uh, yes, I think more so. I think if you're doing, you know, 10 lineups or less, I don't know how many of those stacks I would have. You're leaving a lot out there in that really stacked 9K and even 8K range. That's pretty sexy. Um then I think there's going to be a lot of value there. I do love the low sevens, which we're going to get to here in a minute, but um, which you can, you can still stack up with those and still be fine with a DJ Morikawa stack, but I don't think I will be doing a whole lot of that. So let's move on to the 8K range, Pat. Let's see if, let's see if I can bring up another awesome producer. Sam is missing an action graphic. Here we go. Wow, look, let's peek around the corner here. Look at Webb Simpson. Eighty-eight hundred, Billy Horschel, eighty-seven, Terrell Hatton, HV three, Siwoo Kim, Alex Norin, Tommy Fleetwood, Kiz at eighty-one hundred, and Chris Kirk at eight K. That is your eight K range Pat. My favorite name in here, and I think you probably agree. I don't know if he's your favorite, and I do think he will be chalky. So, like, if you stack him with a Morikawa, you're starting to get real chalky. Is Alex Norin? Uh, I think Norin at you know at eighty-eighty-three hundred with three good finishes at this place rolling right now in terms of form checks all the boxes you need him to check good value at 8300 right there at that average price he's a cash lock for me but I do love him in, in GPPs I just think and I think you can play him despite being chalk just be careful how you stack him like I said if you start off with and this is me projecting it on Monday night who knows if you start off with Noren and Morikawa I think you are being very chalky to start so Just be aware of it. That's all I'm saying in DFS for now. Now that could be not the case. After that, I like a handful of names in here. I mean, I really do. So, I mean, I I will be looking at at ownership leverage here. Uh, A couple names I think may go a little under the radar could be, and then I'm kind of liking. I'm liking Tommy Fleetwood's game right now. I mentioned him last, last week for the Masters. I'm liking where we're seeing him trend. This feels like a golf course that could work out well for him. So Tommy Ladd is, is one I'm on the lookout for. I'm starting to, like, feel some sort of draw, which I never do, to Terrell Hatton, which is very strange. I don't, Pat, you know I don't usually feel anything for Terrell Hatton, other than he just, does. like, he's fun to watch, and I love, you know, but I don't, I rarely play the guy. But for some reason, I'm starting to kind of feel it. Uh, I don't know. He finished third here a couple years ago. Runner up at the Arnold Palmer a couple weeks ago. Had a good showing at the players. The Valspar never plays the Masters well. Missed the cut. I mean, he didn't miss the cut. He made the cut, but he almost, I mean, he sucked after that. Um, but Hatton's feeling interesting to me if we can get a low-owned Hatton. My fate in this range is Kevin Kiss. We talked about him. We, we debated him on the betting show. We talked about him in prize picks. I just, uh, you know, played good at the WGC, played better than I thought he would at the Masters. I think it was a long week at Augusta, long Saturday with Tiger. This is a this is a this is an off week for the South Carolinian. I think this week. I think it's his, his the bro Fest comes to town to Harbor Town to root on Kevin. And I don't know that we see you know I don't know that we see kids rocking and rolling this week. I I do believe this is a place where when he is clicking all around, it's a
2: great place for him. But I don't know that we're seeing it. So I think I'm out. Yeah, I um. So we have a lot of, we have
1: disagreement there for sure. I, I like his this week. I think, you know, the the bro fest, whatever you want to call it, is is nothing to him. I mean, he loves nothing more than to be in contention, and he loves nothing more to be in contention than in, fr- in front of his bros if he can be. Um, so I just, I don't think, and, like, and you just mentioned, I mean, this is a great course for him. Uh, we've seen him contend here. As a matter of fact, this was probably the first, tournament he could have won um and didn't um or maybe this was after the players when he almost won the play i can't remember but he he was still like this is a tournament he's almost won before and, and could have so um i like his a lot here at 8100 i think he's in a different mindset right now i think the last couple of years he's had children born he's had all kinds of different issues he's had to kind of go through but he's been playing extremely well lately you know, played well at the players championship with the fourth place finish in the bad weather draw, um, you know, played well in match play. I feel like he's got like, if you just watch him right now, there's a lot of confidence. We didn't even think he would play well at the masters because he always says it's not a good course fit for him, but he, he played pretty well for him. He seems really in control of his game and which is what you got to have here on this course. So I do like his at 8,100. Um, another guy that I think is a little bit sneaky here that I don't. You know, nobody I feel like is gonna talk about him. Has a magnificent course history here with a victory. And that's Webb Simpson. Mm. I mean you're, how... ready? you're ready, huh? You're ready? I'm ready to go in on Webb. And God, maybe I love early.
0: some course history. Oh God. I do, it. but I like Webb here. I like
1: the fact that he, you know, made the cut last week, made the cut at the tournament before yeah. that. Yeah. He has not played a lot this year. I know that. But if you can like let's let's talk about like a little bit of gamesmanship okay like let's try to be in a little bit early on a guy and maybe we don't hit him right away um but i think if you're going to be in early on somebody especially ownership wise this is the week to do it with Webb. this is the week to do it um so i like him there at 8800
2: damn all right
1: so there That's you go um my fate is billy horschel at 8700 I don't, I don't like Billy Horschel. Why? I think, I
0: mean, his well, irons are clicking right now. His irons are not clicking. Yes, they are. They are not. Did you watch him at all last week? No, I didn't watch him last week. No, but he gained, he gained five strokes at the API, six strokes at Honda. Like that was pretty he's good. He's eighty fifth in the
1: field in strokes gained approach over his
0: last twenty four rounds. By the way, let me tell okay. you where he finished That's last. Not week. Not very good. Let me tell you where he finished last week in strokes gained approach in the Masters because the data, data golf people figured it out. Two, four, six. Eight and 13th in the field, gained uh 0.83 strokes uh, on approach. Kevin Na was the most at two point three five. Cam Smith at two point three one. Horschel at point eight three. So the irons clicked last week too. So I, I think I think Horschel is in play here. I like. Horschel. I do not. I don't think the iron play is at all. Is is like what do you I just gave I'm you the data. What else do you want What else do you want? I just gave you the data. He's well, gained-
1: does, does strokes gained approach? Like, does, it, you just said, strokes gained approach. You said this literally like 20 minutes ago. If I need to roll back the tape, you said strokes gained approach is one of the most important stats that you can look at. Yes. In predicting golf. Yes. Billy Horschel is 85th in the field in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds.
0: Okay. So here, you okay. can't
1: sit there and say that his irons are clicking. Here's another stat that I know you hate that I can't wait to bring up. He is 99th in the field in proximity from 150 to 175 yards. He's 113th in the field in proximity from 175 to 200 yards. Those are the two most that that's those are the two biggest
0: ranges for proximity. So Billy Horschel's irons are not that great. Yes, they are. They're not. And here's why. Here's why this this is something that people need to know about fantasy national. If you don't get strokes gain data from the Masters, then his last 24 rounds being calculated will include the API, Honda, Phoenix, Farmers, Sony, and Century, okay? The Century, he lost 8.4 strokes with his iron. 8.4. That is why that number is being pulled down so low. But at Augusta, which is not being counted at Fantasy National, I just told you, according to Datagolf, who did the calculations on strokes gained this week, thank you to them, they have him gaining, gaining strokes 13th in the field with his irons this week. The week then at the Honda, like I said, five strokes. I'm sorry, API four point nine strokes. Honda five point eight. Phoenix 0.6, Whatever. He lost strokes. At the I would farmers. like to know where he these lost strokes the came Sony. from from Data Golf because I watched him
1: play. Like I literally, he was in one of the featured groups, and his irons were terrible. Now he got it back together on the back nine, whichever day this was that I watched. But for a little bit,
0: his irons were all over the damn place. I'm just trusting that. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch Billy Horschel play golf. I, did, I, I, will, I will say that, Pat. I did not watch Billy Horschel play golf at Augusta. I didn't have him. But I'm only looking at the only place I know that, that, that claims to have collected strokes gain data from Augusta National. I like National. data golf. I'm just, I'm just trying That's to say. That's all I'm telling you.
1: How are they collecting that data from Augusta National? I don't don't they like kind of keep that data to themselves a little bit? I don't know. Let's see. I, mean, I couldn't even figure, figure out Greens figure and regulation from
0: a pick place. I mean, I will say if- this of uh, we wouldn't really get into the app, but the master's app, the one thing that bothers me about that app is the IBM stats. And the IBM, they ran their damn commercial, in, you know, over and over again and they showed a little screenshot with the app on there and it wasn't the best. It wasn't the best app. It wasn't the best from from a uh the, the stats wasn't The stats section was not that easy to figure out. There were some things that could could do better. And normally I have no complaints with the master app. But there you go. And people that want to bet, I don't think we can do a bet tonight. Number one, producer Sam is not here to spin our ratchet betting wheel. Okay? Number two, we already have two bets that we need to pay off right now. Pat has to pay off his Denny's bet for Brian Stewart losing to Nick Taylor on the very last hole. Well, we had a shrimp issue we had a shrimp a, issue. Thanks to, thanks to uh, supply chain issues. We had a shrimp, a shrimp issue <laughs> yeah. in Augusta. That, uh, that was Madison supposed to show. happen last week, but it didn't. But uh, so, so there's that. And then I lost the bet last week. I took Matt Fitzpatrick. Granted, he was double the odds as Wills Al I took Matt Fitzpatrick to beat Wills Al He He just, just barely didn't clip him. And uh, so I lost that bet. And I have to film myself playing speed golf for two holes. In fact, I think I figured out when I'm going to do it, Pat. I'm actually really excited about it. Um, I'm gonna do it at Mountain Valley. I'm gonna do it at Mountain Valley Golf Course, the site of the first ever live Core Junkies golf event in September, late September. If you haven't signed up, all the details are in the description on YouTube and in the podcast. You need to sign up. But I'm going there. The plan is to go there next week. And producer Sam's gonna be with me. I'm gonna shoot some content. We're gonna do some stuff, scout out the location, do some planning. And I think producer Sam is going to video me playing those two holes. And I think we're going to put it on Instagram live. So I'm going to just, and he said, it's going to set me up on two really hilly courses. So, or two holes. So good. There we go. I do think it would have been funnier had you lost that one, but I actually think that about all the bets. I think all the bets would be funnier if Pat lost them and had to do them. But well, I
1: mean, I've been on a bad run lately. You so have been on a bad run. That I, and Salatoris.
0: I mean, dude, can we, he rolled the rock. He rolled he the rock. I don't know if it's Augusta or I don't know if he figured something out, but I mean, I kept waiting on the really nervy stroke to happen and it didn't happen. It just didn't he happen. Did, he, he didn't just roll the rock. Let's see what Golf says it. about his putting, he did actually. It. He did it on some, like, tough par putts. Oh, my God. You know what? You're right, Pat. Zalatouris may be, I mean, uh, Golf may be completely jacked up. They
2: have Will Zalatouris. Wait for this. Too. They have Will Zalatoris finishing 10th in the field in strokes game putting at Augusta. Well, I mean, all of a sudden, he's a good putter. What, what can I say? He is when he shows up at Augusta. All right. Um, good Lord. That's crazy. Is that the 8K range? Did we finish that? Yes. That was the 8K range. Okay. Um, do I need to talk about Nutrafol now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, is that your segue this
1: time? Yeah, that's my segue this time. We're going to talk about Nutrafol. Okay, so right now we are going to talk about a brand called Nutrafol, and they give you hair. Okay, so when it comes to thinning hair, you no longer have to choose between natural remedies and those that work. There's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair and whole body wellness without drugs or prescriptions okay did you know that there are five root causes of thinning hair neutrophil is the hair supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress hormones nutrition metabolism and environmental factors that may be impacting your hair okay neutrophil is clinically shown to improve hair growth thickness thickness is key and visible scalp coverage without compromise 21 potent Natural ingredients support sex drive, uh, better sleep, and less stress, too, as well. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 1,500
0: top doctors. I love those top doctors. Yeah. but Possibly um, a bottom doctor's t-shirt coming soon.
1: Yeah. Love the. Love the top doctors and the bottom doctors. Um, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by growing or by growing, by going. These things get, these they get harder as the shows go on. Um, anyway, uh, our, let me start that over. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Junkies to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. Spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L
0: dot com. Promo code for junkies. Very nice, Pat. All right, not not, not as good as your first one uh, on the betting show, but not bad. Okay, not bad. Definitely shorter, which is good. Believe it or not, people that was shorter than the one on the betting show. Um, all right, seven k range, Pat. There is there. There's a lot to do here. There's a lot of names in here I like. Okay, I'm going to give you first of all a name that I don't like, and we didn't talk about this guy whatsoever on the betting show. And this is a. I feel like this. I feel like this is a bold fade. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. It's seventy five hundred dollars right there in the smack dab middle of the price range in the seven ks. I'm taking Cam Cameron Young. Cameron Young is my fade. I am avoiding young Cameron. I avoided him last week. Everybody was talking him up at the Masters. Avoided him there. This this golf course has one of the lowest average driving distances on the PGA Tour because there's so many guys have to scale back. It does take the greatest weapon that this kid has. He's number one in this field last 24 rounds of strokes can't off the tee. It takes the biggest weapon out of his hand. The biggest advantage he has as driver. It's going to neutralize that. It just is. And, and in the last 24 rounds, he's 60th in strokes gained approach. Um, and he's an average or below average putter. He does a lot of his damage off the tee. And I know he's played, he played in some really, I mean, he played very well for a stretch this year, uh, you know, from the really the, the Amex through the API. Let's also not forget, this guy is still a rookie. He's a young player. He's going to have some highs and lows. like. Sometimes the DFS world, we just get all real cracked out on a guy. You know, it happened with Mito for a little bit. And then, like, yeah. he gives you a few a good run, and then everybody just keeps pounding it when it might – he might not be – like, Cameron Young might not be the next Colin Morikawa, right? He might be. But he's, he might not be, okay? So I just think this is not the place to ride, to ride Cam Young.
1: If you think the name – like, a listener out there, or you, if you think of the name Cameron Young right now, the golfer, mm-hmm. can you actually picture what he looks like? I can. I can. Okay. Yes. I feel like a lot of people couldn't. No, like I don't. I, no I, way. He, like, like he's gonna be. He could be a you know a, a winner on tour and whatever else. But I I, just, I know he's been hot and a, and a lot. We've been talking about him and whatever else. But I I agree here with you. I don't think this is a a good week for him. And I just don't. I, I think. He's been
0: talked up a lot, and it's time to kind of cool our jets a little bit with with Cam Young. Great. Look at that. Agreement there. All right, that's the fade. Now the hard part. Who do we play here? Because Mm -hmm. there are a ton of names in here that I like. Um, If we're talking cash, we're talking cash lock, and I'll just use these. I mean, these guys, you can definitely play in tournaments. I think one of the chalkier names in here is probably going to be Adam Hadwin at 7,600 given the form that he's in the fit that he should have here and this and i he doesn't have a great history here but if you look back leading up to the year to the years here that at the heritage he's not been hitting it the way that he's hitting it coming into this um this feels like an adam hadwin place real family friendly you know um real clean just real real vanilla um is, you
1: know, in Greg, is it Greg Russell that plays in oh, that square? Yeah, love Greg we, Russell? Love does him. he still have that squirrel that comes out and the squirrel comes and no. talk, talks to him a little bit and then comes out and no. does thing, the squirrel thing? No, he doesn't have the squirrel anymore. I feel like Adam Hadwin could like would
0: him and his kids would be friends with the squirrel. Adam Hadwin is for sure going to see Greg Russell at least two nights while he's there. Yeah. Um, Anyway. Him, I think you can roll within cash. He's going to be chalky in GPP. So if you want to fade him there, or whatever, do what you want. I also think, and I'm, I'm, I'm believing in 7,900 Maverick. I think if you're going to build a cash line up, you need to build it balanced. No point in going to the 10K range. Build it balanced. So paying up for Mav, I think you can do it. This kid, I think, is ready to win. I think he's capable of winning here. The irons are solid. I love him on a on a place with with you know a tough green and red number. Um, Playing great. I love Mav and Cash as well. And I love both those guys no matter what. But I think Haddon going to be popular. The lower 7K range is where there's a lot of interesting names here. One we did not talk about on the betting show. And I don't know that I've ever said to play him. In seven years of doing this podcast, Pat, this might be a first. Can you guess who it is? The lower 7K range? Lower 7K range. A guy that I'm pretty sure in seven years I've never said to
2: play. Um... I, I would probably, I, I'm going to have to say, um, you mentioned JJ
1: Spawn. Mm-hmm. Anirban Lahiri?
0: Anirban Lahiri. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm riding the. I mean, I, he followed up the players. He followed up the players, dude. He let them hang at the players. And, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't lose the player. Like, we all remember that, right? Like, he didn't lose it. He's a veteran on tour. He's never done jack crap, but, he, I mean, it's tempting. It's very tempting. I think he's going to be extremely low-owned. He's going to give you plenty of leverage down there in the 7K range, uh, low seven. So I think he's a possible, possible play down there. Um, I like Patton Kazire. I mentioned him on the betting show. I definitely like his upside. If you talk about a guy, low sevens that can win, I think he could totally win here. The record here isn't great, but the form is hot. He's a multiple PJ Tour winner. Southeastern course on Bermuda greens for Pat and Desire sounds like a winning combination, and then I do like JJ Spawn. I like JJ Spawn and Sebastian Munoz right there in the seventy three hundred. I like Dylan Fortelli. I like a lot of guys in here. I like Kevin Strillman. I'm just
2: naming them all now. Who do you like? Yeah, I, I, you just mentioned somebody I don't know if I like or not. I can't remember. Anyway,
1: um, you know who I like? Who? I think I like the guy that taught everybody in this field probably where Greg Russell plays his music and where the squirrel was back in the day. <laughs> and that's Matt Kuchar at 7,800. Oh, I, I yeah. like Kuchar. You know, look, Kuchar's not going to pop at all for stats. I don't care about that. But if you just look at his last couple of events, you know, he, he almost won just uh, a couple of weeks ago trying to get in at the Valero. He finished T2. Um, before that, though, um, had a T sixteen finish at the Valspar. I, I think, and Cooch has a great course history here. I mean, if if you want to get into some good course history talk, I mean, let's just talk of the last few years: T eleven in twenty seventeen, T twenty three in twenty eighteen, second in twenty nineteen, T forty one and T in twenty twenty, and then a top twenty last year. I think Cooch is a is a pretty good play here, and, and he's probably going to be low owned. Nobody wants to play Cooch these days. Why? Why can he not win? Stuart Sink won here last year. Now Sink did come in uh, in even better form than we've seen from Cooch lately. But I do like Matt Coocher here at seventy-eight hundred. I think Tom Hoagie at seventy-six hundred is a really good play in here. Yeah. I think he's a safe play. I think he's a cash play actually. If you want a seven K yeah. cash play, I think you play Tom Hoagie. He's just been so consistent and good all year long. And then Sahith. Diegola, it's seventy one hundred. I know you don't like him, DB. I don't know if I like him here. I like the kid. I don't know if I like him here. I do. I do. I think it's seventy one hundred. That's that's a good price for him. He's obviously been in, in really good form. Um, this is the first time that he is he's played this course. Um, but you know, he's just a really solid, like you know, iron player across the board. He's a good ball striker. He's top fifty in the in the field there. He's good strokes gained around the greens. So I like Thigla there at seventy one hundred. I think he's probably going to have to learn this course. So hopefully he has some good guidance here and dials it back off the tee. But I still like him. And then I'm I'm going to fade Kokrak. It's seventy nine hundred. I, I, I don't I don't I don't think I want to play Kokrak here. At Ooh, I like Kokrak here. Why not? Why don't you like him? Well, a, a few reasons here. Um, let me get back up to Kokrak. I was so interested in Th- Thigla there. I mean, Kokrak has just not been that great here. I mean he's missed 3 of the last 4 cuts here on uh, at this course. Um yes, his form has been uh has been pretty decent. Um but it's just to me it's not like the 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 greatest course fit for him. You look at uh, I mean driving accuracy, he's 70th in the field, he's 73rd in greens and regulation. Um doesn't necessarily, you know, cut great here on this course. I mean he's top 50 in the field there, 76 in strokes gained around the green. It's just like everything, like if I if I plug him into my mixed condition model on Fantasy National, he's 71st in the field on the things that I like. And that's not enough for me to want to play Jason Kokrak at 7,900.
0: Um, he's 23rd in my model, and I, I like him. And let me tell you why I think. He I thought, must be heavily weighting something that I'm not heavily weighting. Approach, like heavy. Um. But, he's 50th in the field in approach in the last 24 rounds. That is true. That is true. Ball striking, uh, the ball striking, he's third at, at Harbortown um, in his last 24 rounds, ball striking at Harbor Town. You're, you're right. He's not putted well here. But here's where I think, and, and I mentioned this in the sleeper video for the Masters, where I think Kokrak has taken a new step, and it hasn't really maybe been a new putter or a new stroke. It's a new caddy, and it's in you know David Stemp Robinson. Who is a putt putting guru, green reading machine, and I really think the guy is helping Jason Kokrak gain strokes on the green like he's not done before. If you look over the last fifty rounds on Bermuda, he's twenty third in the field. If you look over the last twelve rounds in putting, he's fortieth, which isn't amazing, but it's definitely better than what he's done here at at Harbertown. Um, you know, he had those two those two missed cuts in twenty eighteen and twenty seventeen where he lost over eleven strokes putting. But the ball striking has always been really good at Town. The putter has just let him down. But even when those missed cuts, he still had weeks, years where he did very well here. I mean, the, the run from 14 to 16, a 12th, an 18th, and a 6th. So, like, clearly, I feel like Harbortown is something that he can do well. And I think he plays well on shorter courses that, that, that do uh, take driver out of his hand off the tee a little bit. Even though he's long, he does well with those. He's one of those guys that just does. I think he's an interesting play. If I see him low-owned, I will pounce. I will I will pounce. I don't know if he will be low-owned. He might not be. You're
1: right about the course. Like, I mean, when he won at um, Colonial, it's a very similar type. It's a very, um, I mean, I would say that's yeah. like, that's very, like a course, a cop course for sure for Colonial is, is Harbor Town.
0: It's one of those um, positional courses off the tee where a guy's, are, are all pretty much hitting it to the same spot. It's like, however you have to get to 270 yards in the fairway, you get there. If it's a driver because you're, you know, because you're, I can't think of like the shortest hitter in the game right now, because you're like, I don't know, David Hearn, or if it's a, you know, a four iron because you're DJ, like just get to 270. It's one of those courses. And so is this place. But I think, yeah. I think, I think a-
1: again, but, but I'll, I'll just remind folks that when we try to give a, you know, I think you can make a lot of points either way for cocraig but you know when we try to give a fade for me it's usually to try to give a little bit of a bold fade I do think he's going to be higher end in this area so
0: Oh don't be throwing some don't be throwing some some indirect bold fade shade at my ass don't don't do that
1: No I'm don't not I'm just telling people what it is
0: Uh
2: by the way who's your fade in the 9k range cuz I think somebody asked about that earlier I Thought I said that I think we got distracted No, it was Jordan Spieth.
1: What? The oh, fuck? real bold, real bold favor. What the fuck? Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: What the hell is going on with Jordan though? Like, what was he doing? I, I've never seen. Like, I watched him a lot at the Masters. It was, it was like his whole like his takeaway and everything. Like, what he the like, hell is he doing right now?
0: I don't know, man. I'm not a swing instructor, but I, I I I do plan on becoming one one day. I was I was
1: angry watching Jordan. Me too. I was I like, played Jordan what in the week. hell are you doing with your swing? Go back to whatever it used to be, but he did this. He was doing this thing in the back. And I knew he was missing the cut after that. It was just like this guy. He's
0: just he's just effing with shit right now. Yeah. All right. Well, you know it's getting late in the DFS show, when Pat's throwing bombs out there and screaming and yelling. Here we go. Let's get to the six K range where it really goes goes ham. Pat, do you like anybody in 6k range? Like I like the 6k range. I like a few names here, but I'm not like super excited to put many of them in my lineups, but so I don't know. That's where I really think I'm leaning that balanced feel. Um, well, I think you definitely gotta, you gotta look at,
1: you know, Matthew Naismith. Yeah. yeah. Naismith. I mean, the guy, I mean, he's been playing well lately. seems very confident with his game. um, you know, you can you can throw out the South Carolina connection. I don't know if that really matters all that much. Um, you know. Brian Stewart. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I kinda like. At- he had to pop for you. He had to of I know we had this we had to bet. So for folks that don't know, we had a bet on Brian Stewart. That's
0: the reason I was supposed to eat shrimp in the last podcast. But, but- along with that, I like Nick Taylor here too, <laughs> which uh, our bet was Nick Taylor versus Brian Stewart. Yeah, I like Nick Taylor. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, but yeah. I mean that
1: was the like the most pillow fight of bets of all time. Oh, they both missed. They both missed the cut. They were like within one of each they other. Were in,
0: within one, yeah. yeah. Like it
1: shouldn't. Like it really. We should have like called the bet, but we still said
0: no. No, you can't do that, dude. You know who's playing really good down here? Nate Lashley. You pay attention to that. Yeah. Saw that well. I mean, he's always
1: a guy that kind of pops when you, you're looking at, um, you know, your approach, you know, your small greens, that kind of stuff. Really, I, you know, I like Bo Hostler, and I don't know, I don't think stats are going to really show you anything with Hostler, but I think he's been playing pretty well lately, um, or he has been playing pretty well lately. So I think Hostler is in play a little bit here. Um, do we even look at do we even look at Charles?
0: bit. No, after I'm the no, no, no.
1: Do you believe in Charles after no. he missed a lot of cuts and then he just played well? I don't or know. It he did say, or, it, or is it
0: just course history, DB? Yeah, you know, at Augusta for sure, for sure. That's a big part of it. He did say though. I think I saw a post-round interview with him on Saturday where he said like, um, I think he said like he felt like his game had been coming around for a minute. He just couldn't really put it all together. I don't know. That's that's interesting. I mean, Joel Damon's one that I'm interested in. Doug Gim is another one. So, th- those names we'll be looking at and we'll be narrowing those down. If you want to get real stupid low, you can look at Luke Donald, who has been, his irons have been playing well lately. He's always, oh, he, he was always the RBC heritage guy. And Wesley Bryan, who I've talked about. He doesn't have full status on tour right now. He's coming back as a, you know, past champion here at this event. He loves Town, absolutely loves Town. Talked about how, it's it's a golf course for artists, and he considers himself an artist. You gotta work the ball a lot there, be creative.
2: Leslie Bryan loves that He
0: was 60 to 1 when he won here. Like I thought he would have been way longer than that. Does long. me. Yeah. Dude, he actually the more I think about it, like sixty one hundred for him is really good. That is cheap. And he's not injured anymore. He's not injured.
1: He he's maybe loves... not good at, He may not be good anymore, but he's not he finished, injured anymore. He
0: finished twenty fifth here a year ago. He just finished fifteenth at Corrales. I mean, I know Corrales is Corrales, and I know this is a steep of you know steep field. I mean, I don't know that you play him in. Maybe he's not a play in like a large tournament where like you really need to have like near the nuts, but in a single entry or remax entry or something you want to get a little wild hair in your you know in your asshole Hmm. make it make
2: that name that hair wesley bryant need to know i don't know if we needed to go go in that direction but yeah i don't know okay
0: (laughs) there we go uh hey listen we're gonna do the two minute men lineup real quick pat let's let's knock that out before we do that be sure and hit the like button subscribe to the youtube channel Leave the comment. Like I said, favorite golf brand or piece of apparel. We're doing a little market research here. Need to know. Need to hear from you. What do you like? Who do you like? What do you like about it? Put that in the YouTube comments. It helps us out. Uh, Pat, our two-minute men lineup last week we did in the car, and we put it on, uh, I think we put it as a YouTube shorter on Instagram or something, and it sucked. It sucked. It did? Uh, oh, it sucked. It was so bad. So whatever we do here, just fade that. Okay. We don't have producer Sam here as our timer, so I'm gonna need you to time, that. Okay, hang on. Let so me you gotta pay attention. See. Stop looking at the chat and all the other shit you. Well, look how at many things? So I got, I'm show. I'm
1: pulling up my my lineup here, and so I got to do the timer too.
2: Well, I mean, give me a second here. I guess we gotta do, but with you know, when producer Sam's not here, everything just falls apart. It really is. Uh, it really hang is on, sad. Hang on. Oh, it's a great radio here. Great radio, okay. as they say. I got, I got that part. All right, ready.
1: Oh, um, you tell me when you. Oh wait, that's the calculator. Oh, that's the.
0: <laughs>
2: wait a second. Where is it? <laughs> All right, it we're is. building
0: a GPP
2: lineup here in DraftKings. Big tournament lineup here. Okay. All right, ready. Yes. One, two, three. Go. Wesley Brighton. No, I'm just kidding. No, um, you know a guy that I th- I think we'll both
0: agree on that has some win equity that that may go under the radar. Let's go Kevin Nah. Oh, I like Nah. You know I like Nah. I mentioned him on the betting show. Um,
1: I like starting there, and then I think we go up though to
2: um, I, I I'm gonna I think Henley or Neiman. I like them both. I like Henley a lot. All right. Well, let's go. Let's go, Henley. There. What are are we going to get somebody in the ten k or no?
0: I need to know that. That's gonna that's gonna change how everything goes. I would I would like I would like to get somebody in the ten k, and I would like to go chalky with Morikawa. Okay, I'll I'll do that. Um, that leaves us an average of around seventy seven hundred. Um, do we do we want to do we want to go? Why do we not? Why don't we go up to Norin? That's We're getting real chalky there. Henley,
2: Morikawa, and Noren—that's real chalk. Wait, what's the time? I don't know. What about? We got 48 seconds. What about Strelman
0: or Hoagie? Uh,
1: I like Strelman over Hoagie for for
0: this purpose. Yeah. What about? I don't like them
1: better, but I like them for like a GPP.
0: I like them better. What about Munoz or Spawn or Knox at 73? Are we? Are we going
2: Strelman? Because we're about to run out of time. Okay, fine. Strillman. Knox, Munoz, Spawn. Munoz. All right, we have 8,200 left. McNeely. That's we all- have 15 seconds. McNeely, Harmon. Had one's going to be chalk. McNeely or Harmon? I like McNeely. It's fine, I'll give you McNeely. Yes. All right, whoo. Dang, we barely got that in there. All right. Colin Murakawa, Russell Henley.
0: And then we went with three 7K guys, or four 7K guys. Maverick McNeely, Kevin Nah, Kevin Strillman, Sebastian Munoz. $300 left on the table. I dig it. I dig it. That's not a bad line. I feel good about that one. Good job, guys. Good job, us. All right? You know what I mean? Good job, us. Good job, you. Thanks for watching. Subscribe, rate and review, thumbs up, like, comment, all the good stuff. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to do a show next week for the Zurich. We are going to do that. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Chalk Bomb and the Heavy Petting emails if you've not already on TourJunkies.com, bottom right side of any page, or you can go to TourJunkies.com/slash ChalkBomb. We'll be in the Nut Hut Wednesday night. Should be a great night. Going to be a lot of fun. The chat last week was so much fun. Maybe I'll tell my story about Sunday, uh, late Sunday afternoon of
2: the Masters. I'll tell that in the Nut Hut. Yeah, Sunday or Wednesday night. All right. Thanks everybody. May your screens be green. See ya.